Praise God. Aren't you thankful for the Spirit of the Lord that ministers to our lives? Amen. I don't want to ever take it for granted. Amen. Don't want to ever take it for granted. Praise God. I'd like you to pray with me again before we dive into the word of the Lord. Amen. Could you do that? Just reach to him with your spirit along with me. Could we reach our spirit out to him? Come on, cast down every other thought, every distraction, anything else that would try to occupy your time and attention today. Come on, let your spirit reach to him right now. Come on, that takes an effort sometimes. It takes a concerted effort to push other things out of our mind and our thoughts and to reach with our spirit to the Lord God Almighty. Jesus, we're reaching to you. You have been reaching to us from the very outset, Lord, and we are reaching collectively to you for what you want to do today. We felt the ministry and the operating of your spirit, Lord, from the outset, and we're reaching to you with our spirit open and available to you. Have your way, Lord, in each one of us. Individually and collectively, I pray. I bind distraction. I lose clarity and surety of your voice today, Father. In the name of Jesus, I bind out and release faith that your will would be accomplished in our lives this morning for your glory and for your purpose and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray it to be so. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, praise God, praise God. Amen. Why don't you grab your Bible and go with me to the book of John, chapter number 1. The book of John, chapter number 1. A familiar place in Scripture to many of us. There's something that has been turning in my spirit, and the Lord just keeps bringing me here. We've touched on it periodically the last couple of weeks, but we just keep coming here. There's something the Lord's wanting us to lay hold of. Book of John, chapter number 1, verse number 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word. Everybody say the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Everybody say life. And the life was the light of men. Skip down to verse number 9 if we could please. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. The world was made by him. We just read that in verse number three. The world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Verse 11, I want us to notice these next two verses. He came unto his own. He didn't go to strangers. He didn't go to strangers. 
He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12, but, I'm so thankful for that three-letter word right there. As many as received him. As many as received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That verse could read like this. They were not born of blood. They were not born of the will of the flesh. They were not born of the will of man. They were born of the will of God. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen? You can be seated. I know we usually don't... I feel sort of out of sorts reading the scripture and then having you sit down. And then you guys are going, what's going on this morning? The... Um, it, it was stated from the outset, Brother Lewis started talking about the Lord giving to us. Brother Flowers mentioned the idea of receiving gifts and gratitude. And there is this principle that we find with God of his desire to give and to be received. We've touched on it, like I said, the last couple of weeks. And it's an interesting thing, receiving Some of us just don't do very good with that. We just really struggle to receive. How many of you have trouble receiving? Would you be honest with me this morning and raise your hand? Few of us. Now, if we got really particular and I said, how many of you have trouble receiving? And I started to name some things. Then we might have a few more hands go up or something. Receiving is necessary in a relationship with God. And it's important and it's critical that we receive. And we find in this passage of Scripture the desire of God to manifest Himself to people and through people and make Himself available. And so we find here in the book of John familiar Scripture where He came to His own. And can you imagine not being received by your own? I, I don't know anyone that likes rejection. I don't. But no doubt if you've lived any length of time at all, you know what it is in some level or some degree to feel, experience, to be rejected. It's a part of life. I'm going to let you in on a secret. It's a part of God's plan in your life. Because it's interesting, there's nothing that really finds out What's in the spirit of a man or a woman like being rejected? Rejection can cause us to harden our heart. 
Rejection can cause us to dig in our heels. Rejection can cause us to bow our back. Or rejection can cause us to run into a corner and hide. Rejection can cause us to have a little pity party. Rejection can cause us to do a lot of things. But rejection is a part of God's plan. We, we find it in many places in Scripture. Uh, this pattern or this process of rejection. We see Joseph was rejected by his brethren, but it was the plan of God. We see Daniel was rejected by his peers, the other wise men, because he prayed to the Lord and he was upright in the eyes of the Lord. And so those of Babylon didn't appreciate that. And so they sought a way to get him rejected by the king and The king made a decision, but rejection served a place in the life of Daniel. And you can go throughout Scripture and we see that rejection serves a place in the plan of God. That purpose is not so that I harden my heart and no longer receive. See, when we're just going somewhere different here at the beginning, but we'll get where I think the Lord's leading us. I've dealt with rejection in my life along the journey. And there's times where what it's caused me to do is just go, you know what? I won't risk that anymore. I know what I'm talking about. I decided to trust Brother Nelson. I'm, I, I'm just picking on him. He, you all right? Okay. And, but... Because I opened myself to trusting him and then he took advantage of that or he didn't respond the way I expected him to respond. I dealt with rejection for that reason. And so so what happens? I'll tell you what happens now won't happen with me again. I'll close myself so that I won't open myself to receiving trust again or giving it. That's not God's intent for rejection, by the way. But we have these areas in these places in our life where because we opened to receive something, but we didn't receive what we expected, it came instead of rejection. And so our response oftentimes is, I put up this barrier to receiving. Want me to get a little more personal? Some of you said, I'm not sure. Don't worry, we're not going to sing. Keep your spirit open. Let the Lord talk with you. Many have gone through this place of where, you know what? I opened myself up and was willing to risk loving somebody and letting somebody love me. But I risked that and and I was rejected or something happened that created rejection in that loving relationship. And so therefore, I'm closing myself off. And I may let people get sort of close, but I'm going to limit how much I let somebody love me, how far I'll let them in. You know what I'm talking about this morning. You're as human as I am. And what happens is all of those things, those circumstances and experiences of life, they come over into our relationship with God. And we begin rejecting the very thing that God wants to give into our life. And we don't receive what He has for us because of these things that are conditioned in our heart and in our spirit. You say, what are you talking about? The Lord tries to love us, but we don't know how to receive the love of God. 
because I haven't earned it. I don't deserve it. I've failed or somebody tried to love me before and they hurt me. So I'll let God get so close. I'll let him into so many areas of my life. But there's certain places in my heart and life. I'm just not giving him room because I risk being hurt. And so we keep even the love of God at bay. Let me go a little bit deeper. The scripture says of him. That. He came and he was the lamb of God. That takes away the sins of the world. You believe that verse? John saw him coming and called him. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And so. When I acknowledge that truth and when I have a truly repentant heart towards God. Then he truly and honestly forgives me of my sin and my failure and my mistakes. But if I struggle to receive, then I struggle oftentimes to even receive the forgiveness that he gives to me freely. And so I have this process and this pattern that I go through. We've talked about it before where I... I have to beat myself up for a while and then he'll then I'll receive of his forgiveness and maybe just maybe I'll accept it or I may have to come back and visit again doubting whether he really forgave me or not. And so we struggle even some to receive the forgiveness that God offers us freely. You want an indicator that you really struggle at times with this? The Lord's wanting to help us today. You know what the enemy does and beats us up that way? He brings condemnation. And so condemnation comes. And rather than me readily receiving the forgiveness of God, I'll readily open up and receive condemnation from the enemy. I mean, he can say something. and I'm like, oh, man, you know, that's true. I was talking with somebody the other day and they had made a statement. I'm dumb. I said, I don't want I don't like that part. Don't say that part. We'll, we'll readily receive these things of the enemy. But we'll struggle in our humanity, because we're in our humanity, to receive the forgiveness of God that says there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And so forgiveness He freely gives. And so Jesus set this principle we read in the book of John. He came to His own, His own received Him not... But as many as received him, to them gave he. I find it interesting that those words were reversed. It didn't say he gave and they received. It says as many as received him, to them he gave. So apparently receiving is a matter and a condition of the heart that allows the gift to be given. It's not just an accepting of a gift. And if you look at that word in scripture received, it is to take something or be given something with an understanding of obedience. 
We were talking about the word, the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And we're still in that context when he said, but as many as received him. When I receive the word, when I receive the light into my spirit, it gives me the power to become, and you the power to become, sons of God. Why do you think that the enemy of my soul and yours wants us never to fully receive the word of God into our spirit? Why is it that oftentimes people reject the word of God? There's power in receiving. And so we have to be willing to let the Lord open our spirit and be willing to say, Lord, I receive of what you offer. I receive of what you would give to me. I receive of you. I receive of you. I know people that are givers. I like giving. I get joy out of giving. I really, really do. My wife could probably attest to that. I don't say that in a bragging way. I I just enjoy that. I get joy out of doing that. But here's what I've learned something about myself. The Lord, I didn't learn it. The Lord revealed it to my heart. My spirit. He said, you'll like to give, but you really struggle at times to receive. And your giving is a nice wall so that you don't have to receive and you can keep some things closed in your life. Giving makes me feel better about me. I'm not saying the Lord doesn't want you to give, you understand? He clearly said it's more blessed to give than to receive. But there's an element that needs to come that we say, Lord, I'm willing to receive all that you would give. I'm willing to receive of you. And the Lord is wanting to turn something in our spirit today that recognizes he has free offering of so much for you and I. But I've got to be willing to say, Lord, I'll receive of you with an act of obedience. I'll take what you give with the purpose you intend. I open myself up to receive what you're offering to me. Forgiveness that I don't deserve. I receive it because you're giving it. Can you imagine on Christmas if you got your kids around, you bought all those things for them and they got ready to open the gifts Said, oh, you know what, dad, that's so nice. I'm sure that's exactly what I'd want, but I really don't deserve it. So why don't you just keep it? You ever had your kids do that to you? Never. No, me neither. Wouldn't we think they were crazy? Imagine I give my wife keys to a car at Christmas Day. She goes, oh, baby, that's beautiful. It looks nice, but I really don't deserve that. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate the thoughtfulness, but I, I don't deserve it. I can't take it from you. Some of you are sitting here going, I'd take it. <laughs> right? Now, we understand that on the human level, but in our spirit, in our relationship with God, we do that with God. And you know what it is? It's not. This was mentioned at uh, Pos, Brother David Wright said it just come into my mind again. That's not humility. That's pride. That's pride. I don't deserve it. Oh, right. So if you do get something and you receive it, you deserve it. 
The Apostle Paul wrote about that to the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, I believe. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, you can go read it. But he said, if you receive something, but you know you received it of God, why then do you act as though you received it of yourself when you know you didn't do it? God did it. So why would you glory or act as though you did this of yourself? You know what he was talking about in that element? He was talking about looking at a brother or sister and judging. If you read back a few verses in there, in 1 Corinthians 4, he was talking about judging. And though I would look at Sister Philomena and I would say, well, you know, I'm much more spiritual than she. I, I hear from the Lord and she could really work on that as though I'm somebody. Why would I think that as though I received that of myself when I know I'm nothing of myself? It's only the gift of God. That's what the Apostle Paul was saying. And so pride would lift up myself. But humility recognizes it came from God. And so if I'm operating in it, it's the gift of God. And so we've got to move into a place where we're willing to receive what God has for us. If you and I are sitting here this morning and we feel as though we're unloved, I can't be loved, no one loves me, that is a lie from the pit of hell. The scripture is very clear to us in the word of God, in the book of John. God is what? Love. God is. It's something he is. So the issue is no longer whether I'm loved. The issue is whether I'm willing to receive who he is. I want to look and point a finger somewhere else. I want to point the blame over here. I want to deflect from where I have need. And so I have to acknowledge, I have need here, Lord. You will supply all of my need according to your riches and glory. And so therefore, I'm willing to receive of the love that you have for me. How do I know and how do you know that he loves us? The scripture is very clear. He proved or showed his love for us in that while we were yet sinners. Not while we were perfect, not while we had it right, not once we got it all together. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so I know and I have the proof of the word that he loves me. So the only thing that matters is am I willing to receive what he has for me? If I sit here and I say I failed so many times, I've fallen short so many times, condemnation would beat up my mind, but I missed the mark. I did this. I said some things I shouldn't have said, did some things I shouldn't have done, went some places I shouldn't have went, acted. You can fill in the blank. And the Lord comes to us gently and we have a broken spirit and a repentant heart crying out before him. And the Lord comes to us and said, I'll forgive you. Again, it's a condition of my heart. My heart willing to receive. And so when my heart gets in the right posture before him, then he's ready to give forgiveness. How do I know this? The word of God promises and tells me that if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Does he do that because I deserve it? Of course not. He does that because he's God and he can. And he's our father and he knows how to give good gifts. So I have to be willing to receive them. You know, there was an interesting element we find in the book of Luke. The story of the sheep and the lost coin and then the prodigal son. You know that passage of scripture there. We find the prodigal son who he received some things of his father, didn't he? He went and asked for some stuff. And so the father said, sure, here you go. He received him, went out, wasted it with riotous living, the scripture says. Wasted what his father had given him. And then when he was at the bottom of the pig pen, 
Bible says he came to himself. All of a sudden, his thinking got right again. You know, sometimes the Lord lets you and I go to a very low place just to get our thinking right. I've said this somewhere before. I can't remember if it was here. The blessing for the prodigal son wasn't when he got all the money and all the gifts from the father. The blessing for the prodigal son was when he got to the pig pen. Because then he finally got his clear thinking right and was new. He needed to get back to the Father. Anything that causes you to get back to the Father is good for you. Anything that causes you to run from the Father is not good for you. Sometimes we got our idea of what a blessing is backwards. And so, so we have this story. We have this prodigal son who is there in the pig pen and he returns to his father and the father the scripture says when he saw him afar off the scripture says the father ran to him fell on his neck and kissed him it means he was waiting on him fell on his neck and kissed him and received him and called his servant said put a ring on his finger put a robe on his back get the fatted calf kill it this my son was lost and is now found he was gone he's home again let's make Food, make feast, let's be merry. They did all of that. And about that time, everything's going really good. People are happy and excited going on. And here comes the older brother. And the older brother hears some celebrating. He hears some noise. And he's trying to figure out, that sounds like a party. Can you imagine if the prodigal son would have said, No, father. I don't want your robe. I don't deserve it. No, Father, keep your ring. I don't deserve it. No, Father, I can't come in and eat. I don't deserve it. He would have been right. I mean, he would have been right that he didn't deserve it. He wouldn't have been right rejecting it. And some of us, we come to an altar and we pray, oh, God, please forgive me. I know I don't deserve it. I know I failed, God. I'm, I'm miserable. I'm such a wretch. And I, oh, God. I, uh... And we're trying to convince God. Here, here's what we're doing. We're trying to convince God that we deserve him to forgive us if we show how really sorry we are. Versus coming with an honest heart. You realize I can fail, fall, make a mistake. And I can stand before the Lord. And I can say, God, I have failed. I acknowledge I've sinned against you and against your word. You know the inner workings of my heart and my desire towards you, God. And I'm asking you according to your word. By the blood of Jesus that was applied to my lives in the waters of baptism. I'm asking you, Father, forgive me. And I receive of your forgiveness right now. And just like that. Now, if you say, oh, Brother Hart, no, that's not right. Because, you, you know, you didn't, you didn't grovel in the floor long enough. You're not really sorry. Oh, so you can read my heart and my spirit. No, if you were really sorry, you... Right, so you, you see in my closet, you know my relationship. Paul talked about that. And so, so we have this prodigal. He takes all these things. He takes the ring on his hand. He takes the robe on his back. He goes in, sits down at the table. He's, I'm just imagining he's eating and having a good time. He's feeling pretty good about the decision he made in the pig pen to get out. 
He's enjoying the food. He's thinking, this is more than I could have ever imagined. This is more than I could have ever hoped for. I, I was ready. Remember, he was ready to just come back and be a servant. You remember, he had his little speech all planned. And he's ready to do. But here he is because he was willing to receive what the father freely gave. He experienced far more than he ever would have if he would have settled for what he thought he deserved. You and I must come to an understanding in relationship with God as a child of God that what he offers us is never based on what we deserve. It's based on who he is. And his love for us. And his desire for us. And therefore you and I must be willing to get in a place with him that says, I open my spirit to you God. Pour into my spirit what you desire to give. I receive of your forgiveness. I receive of your love. I receive of your peace. I receive the joy you give. I receive what you offer to me today. God teach me to receive. Teach me to receive. How can I really love a lost world if I don't let my father love me? Ooh. I'll tell you, you can't. So you know what you're doing? You're acting in your flesh. Trying to love people in your own ability. And you're tired and you're worn out. And you wonder, how come with all I'm doing, nobody, why isn't it coming back to me? Because the love that comes to us when we minister to a lost world doesn't come back to us from the world. It comes from the Father. He's the source. And so I don't love others so that they'll love me back. I'm not, able, I'm not capable, Brother Jester, of loving the world. I'm not. I'd like to think I am, but I'm not. I know me. If I had my way... Just leave me alone, man. Let me go in my little world. I live in my little box, you know. But how is it I can, you and I, we can get around somebody. Something begins to happen in our heart. and It's like, man, I don't know why. We, my wife and I, we were driving back in from Olympia Friday night. And I'd been working over there. And my wife was kind enough to travel with me and keep me company when I wasn't working. And we were driving back Friday night. And we were just coming into town. And my wife gets a text uh, and it's a, an old friend of ours, someone I'd worked with years ago that we've reached to and reached to and reached to for many years. And, and uh, it'd been a long day and just finished three hours of driving. And this text comes about, hey, do you guys still have church on Friday night? And uh, my wife says, well, I'm going to send her a message back to her. No, it's Sunday. And just in a brief moment... I'm telling you, this was not me. I said, why don't you also tell them that if they're not doing anything, just come by the house. I didn't want somebody to come by the house, Brother Flowers. I've been, I'd been up since five that morning, maybe a little earlier than that. I'd been in meetings all day long. I got out of the meetings. I just drove three hours to get home. It's seven o'clock at night. I didn't want somebody coming to my house. Is that too plain? Y'all act like, oh, but the heart is so unspiritual. We would have opened our home. 
You know what I'm talking Oh, man, I worked all day. I'm just tired. Anybody relate? So, but I, I knew that gentle prompting that I felt when she said, I said, tell them if they'd like to just come over the house. They responded immediately, I'll be there in 15 minutes. I told my wife, we better hurry up and get home. We weren't home yet. They showed up. We spent an hour or two together. We laughed together, cried together. I believe the Lord ministered into their spirit. Before they left for the gesture, they, they grabbed my wife I, and said, come over here. Let's take a picture. Okay. So pulled this over. We have a we have a little Christmas tree in our house. If, if that offends you, pray for me and pray for you. We don't worship or bow down at the tree or nothing like that. It's just festive. And so, again, if that offends you, pray for me and pray for you. Uh, and so they, they pulled my wife and I said, let's take a picture, take a picture. And so the three of us got there on the floor and my my son was kind enough to take our picture. And so she said, now send that to me, send that to me. And so we, we sent it right to her. And it was a few minutes after she'd left. My wife gets a picture back. She's taken that picture and doctored it all up. You know how you can do that stuff where you like put little snow around it and put little words on the picture. And it simply said, the three of us in the picture, it simply said, Merry Christmas from the hearts. She made the statement to my wife. She said, she called out somebody else's name that we've known and reached to through the years. She said, I'm sending this to them. She said, it'll make them jealous. (laughs) I told my wife afterwards, I said, I'm sure glad we didn't just do what we wanted to do. You see, in our humanity, we can't love that way. But it's the desire of God to flow through us. And for him to love the world through us, we have to be able and willing to receive of his love. Why do you think the enemy wants to condemn and and bombard your mind so that you can't receive of God? Because he knows if he keeps you from receiving, then you're never going to be able to give from the Lord. Now, you may give yourself to giving of yourself. But it's just self-giving. And you're tired, you're weary, there's no fulfillment in it. And it's never enough. We must learn to receive of Him. As many as received Him, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. Why don't you stand with me? The scripture says in Luke, and again, I'm paraphrasing. Speaking of a father and son, it says, you know, if 
son asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Or if he asks, I may not be getting those lined up the right way, but, you know, if he asks for bread, will he give him a serpent? Or Then he says, how much more, if you being earthly know how to give good gifts, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? But if he's giving, but I'm not receiving, what message does that send to him? How does he feel about that? He came unto his own. His own received him not. I didn't forget about the prodigal. I know we left him sitting at the table, chowing down, having a good time. But we also left the older brother outside the house. And there was the older brother. The older brother had a problem. He had a concern. Whatever you want to call it. The older brother says, uh, because the father, somehow word got to the father that the older brother was outside. Because he went out, the scripture tells us. And the older brother is upset. Think about that. He's upset because the younger brother is receiving from the father. That's why he was mad. Now, he wasn't just mad at the younger brother. He was also mad at the father. He was upset with both of them. You see how this affects a relationship with God? He was angry with his father and he was angry with his brother. You want to talk about having trouble in your relationship with your father. Imagine getting mad at the father and your brother or sister. Here was the issue. He didn't even know everything he did. He just knew that his younger brother was not as good as he was. I mean, I've stayed here, Father. I've been faithful. I've not left. I've been here all along. You haven't done all these things for me that you're doing for them. You know what the difference? The father, you know what the father said to him, right? Amen. The father said, son, everything I have is yours. You know what that tells me? Apparently the issue was with receiving, not with what was available. The younger son, he received forgiveness. He received the righteousness of the father. He received the authority. That was the ring. The authority of the father. And therefore he received the blessing of the father. God forbid, I would look at my brother or my sister and go, man, God is doing all this stuff in their life. I don't understand. I've done so much, been so this, done so that. But my goodness, God is just blessing them. It's probably a case of willingness to receive. And so I have to learn to receive what he freely gives to me. You understand everything the Father has is available to you and I. 
if I'll freely receive. And once I receive, then I give. I can't truly give spiritually until I've received spiritually. I'm opening this altar to you today. Would you find a place before God and be willing to release some things to him and also then be willing to receive some things from him? If the word of God and the spirit of God has reached into your heart today, I begin praying some things in my life every day. I've been praying, God, I receive of your love this morning. Now let it flow through me. I receive of your righteousness today. Now let me walk in it. I receive of your authority today. Now let it operate through my life. You understand, he's wanting us to receive of him as sons of God. As many as received him to them, he gave power to become. Jesus will receive of you, will receive of your love, will receive of your forgiveness, will receive of your righteousness, will receive of your free gift. That we might be a vessel to give according to your leading. That we'd be a vessel, Father, that you flow through to minister to those all about us. That you would be glorified in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come on, he has gifts in reserve held for you. Be willing today. It can be as simple as acknowledging from your lips, God, I receive, I receive what you offer. I'm done rejecting your word. I'm done rejecting your love. I'm done rejecting your forgiveness. I'm receiving it today. I'm receiving it too long. I've walked uh, unsure based on what I think I deserve. Today I come to understand it's not based on what I deserve. It's who you are. And so therefore I receive of you, Father. I receive you, Father, into my spirit. I receive your word into my spirit. I receive your mercy and your grace today. I receive it of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, if you need healing in your body, I receive healing of you today in the name of Jesus. Ah, we receive healing today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, receive of him this morning. Receive of him today.
Come on, receive of him today. Receive of him. Come on, don't be in a hurry. Be willing to just wait on Him and let Him pour into your spirit all that He desires. Come on, be willing to let Him pour into your spirit all that He desires. There is a flow of anointing here today to break every yoke. We receive it of you, Father. We receive it of you, Father. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. Working miracles, I worship you, I worship you. You are here. Come on, let your spirit be open. Let him pour into your spirit today. Fellowship the spirit of the Lord and let him pour in. Fellowship the spirit of the Lord, let him pour in. I worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. you're working even when I don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working even when I don't see it you're working even when I don't feel it you're working 
never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. us every good gift every perfect gift comes from you the father of light in whom there is no variableness no shadow of turning we receive of you today Who you are, 
when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. on where it's appropriate we don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable so don't do that. but where it's appropriate I want you to find somebody to pray for let the spirit of God work through your life let the spirit of God work through your life come on freely you have received freely give freely you have received freely give come on you're praying a prayer this morning that the spirit of God that's in you would flow and minister Freely you have. Re- now, if you're here and you're going, I don't have anything, you've missed the point today. Come on, find someone to pray with. You can be a vessel. You've received of the Lord today. So find someone, pray with them, and let something flow through your spirit to someone else. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, he can use you. In Jesus' name. Come on, let him flow through your spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, we break every yoke in the name of Jesus. Jesus in the name of Jesus come on this is a this is a two-way flow you're not just we talked about receiving today but now you're you're in the mode of praying for somebody else so don't just let them pray for you you pray for them come on a two-way street you pray for them let them pray for you let iron sharpen iron let the spirit of the Lord work among us name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
are here Mending every heart I worship you I worship you You are here Moving in our midst I worship you God, I worship you You are here Working miracles I worship you I worship you You are here Rearranging destinies I worship you worship you we call you we make a miracle work a promise keep a light in the darkness my god that is who you are we make a miracle work a promise keep a light in the darkness my god that is who you Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. May I explain something to you about the love of a father. The love of the father is undoubtedly in this room today. I have five children, and each one of them, from the day they were born and, and even up to this point, I will see things in them, in their nature, in their personalities, in their abilities. And I will recognize they could do this. They have the ability, they have the gifting to become this, to do that, to say, I mean, my oldest is only 11. But I can see these things, even in the three-year-old, because I'm the father. It's not because of how great they are, or it's not because of how great I am. But it's just because in their nature, I can see things inherent in their nature and what I feel today is the father saying in your nature I made you this way so that you can do this that you have this to offer to others to the body to the kingdom you're strong you're talented you're smart Whatever it is that the Father is looking at us and saying, that's His love to us. It's, it's, it's unique. Because I don't look at all three of my daughters and say the same thing about each one of them. This one is this. This one can do this. This one can do this the scripture that says he's set the members in the body as he sees fit 
Now, every single person that's here in this room today has a place, has a gifting, has multiple abilities and talents inside of you because your Father made you that way. We receive it today, Father. We receive it today, God, and we make it available to you. Jesus, it's by your choosing that you set members in the body. God, it's by your grace that you've enabled us to be here. It's by your mercy, Jesus, that we're here today, God, that we will continue on through you and through your grace. Jesus, I pray, let your love flow through us. Let your grace flow through us. Let your wisdom flow through us. Let your strength flow through us, God. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. One more time, would you just lift your hands as a sign of receiving today? God, I receive everything that you've spoken to me today. I receive all the work that you're doing in me and through me, Jesus. God, I receive it and I'm thankful for it today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Amen. I encourage you to greet one another. Give it, give it practice. Whatever's inside of you, this is a good time to let it come out. Go share some love with somebody. Share something that you've got. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed.